You know, it is. And God darn it, if they're not just looking younger and younger. All right, this will be uh, Celebrate Walla Walla Valley Wine with Thomas Burke, um, segment two, take one. Hey, welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. We're here in Walla Walla for the Celebrate Walla Walla Valley Wine, the world of Cabernet Sauvignon. I have the pleasure of speaking with Master Sommelier, the U.S. brand ambassador for Chateau Margaux, Mr. Thomas Burke. So, Thomas, we were chatting about uh, your education curve with Chateau Margaux, and there's obviously lots to learn. Did you have some big shoes to fill, or was this a new position? A relatively new position. There was a gentleman before me. They had just created it probably a year prior to me taking it over, a little more than a year. And... um, he, he took that position. I don't know if it was necessarily a, a perfect fit on either side. And I think the Chateau was kind of sorting out what it was they were looking for. And so I stepped into the role, and, and it's been a great fit. It's, uh, I, I enjoy them so much. I, I, I really appreciate the message. And, of course, the wines uh, the wines kind of speak for themselves. In the world of wine, I'm pretty sure when you call, you're not getting a lot of no's. I don't want to see you. That is so funny that you say that because I feel so lucky, and I don't want to harp on it too much because I get embarrassed sometimes. But when you say, yeah, I'm a master sommelier and I'm, and I'm from Chateau Margaux, a lot of people will say, oh, yeah, absolutely, I'll come and see you. And in that world, it's tough sometimes to get appointments. So I feel really lucky in that, in that regard. I... Uh, I try to keep that on the on the down low a little bit. <laughs> well, let's test some of your your um, your skills as U.S. ambassador. Give me a a little uh, brief on um, Chateau Margaux. I'm sure we all have our own impression, and I've had the pleasure of, of peeking through or walking down the whatever trees those are, and uh, looking at the beautiful columns and understanding and seeing the the this wine spectator uh, articles, etc. My dad has a huge vertical, but um, give me the breakdown. Uh, your three minutes on Chateau Margaux. Wow, okay, that's uh, that's an interesting one. I, when I talk about Chateau Margaux, one of the things I talk to people about is it, everyone loves Burgundy and they love the connection to the farmer. It's such a it's such a distinct contact for them. And I think that exists at, at in Bordeaux. It exists with the chateaus. You just have to kind of peel back that initial layer and you see that thing, chateau like, chateaus like Chateau Margaux is a history and a story that goes back 300, 400 years and you have generations after generations of people who are working these 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 properties and you get to see that when you see the workers in the vineyards and you get a sense that they know these vines individually and that we really do have a passion and a connection to the wines and the vineyards the way they do in Burgundy and it's and it's uh, it's often overlooked and when you look at uh, look at us, Chateau Margaux, for over 350 years, literally people who have owned this property have been farming the same piece of land. Our size has not fundamentally changed in the last 350 years. So we're a 650-acre property. We have a little over 200 acres of vines. And we do one thing. We make wine at Chateau Margaux. And that's one of the things that I respect about this property so much. We make we make four wines, essentially. We make the Grand Vin. We make Pavillon Rouge, which can be considered a second wine, but the quality of the wine has increased so much that it's really a different expression of this place. And I think the marketplace has seen that and it commands prices that really puts it on par with some of these second growth wines. We make a third wine, which is a relatively new uh, innovation for us called Margot de Chateau Margot. 
and it's meant to be more of an on-premise restaurant wine. It's not an expensive wine. Uh, you'll see it on wine lists probably in that 100 to 150 range. And it's a meant as an introduction to Chateau Margaux for many people. And what a lot of people don't see is we make a white called Pavillon Blanc. And we don't make a lot of it. On average, about 10,000 bottles a year. And that's for the entire world. It's, there's not a lot out there. So maybe 700 bottles, 1,000 bottles come to the U.S. And it's 100% Sauvignon Blanc. And it is one of the most, for me, engaging Sauvignon wines that I've tasted and has the ability and the best vintages to age for 20 years plus. Amazing. I didn't know about the Margot de Chateau Margot, but that is really fun because we always look for opportunities to uh, experience moments of these places. And it's it's somewhat sometimes difficult to to have that bottle, that $1,800 bottle of wine from, from First Growth, be ready at that time. You go to a restaurant, you have to plan ahead. If you're going to spend that kind of dough, you better come up a day in advance and tell me you want it to can it five hours in advance at least or something like that. Um, what wine, if you were to tell someone to drink a bottle of Chateau Margaux Grand Van, what vintage and what would you recommend them to enjoy that, to, the, to have that epiphany, which you haven't had yet, or have you had it yet now? I have. We haven't talked about that. Maybe we'll circle back to that later. But I can tell you that I've had epiphanies with Chateau Margaux, and uh, um, it's, it's people's taste. I see two sides of a similar coin when I think about vintages of Chateau Margaux in some of these uh, these really intense vintages, 05, 09, 10, there is a concentration and a, and a, and a power to Chateau Margaux that in, may not be there in other vintages, but it always maintains this wonderful finesse to it and this elegance and floral aromatic to it. So for me, I see that so much in 95. Me, uh, 96, my boss is a huge fan of 96. In fact, when he drank 96, it, it inspired him to go ask the owner, Madame Metzalopoulos, for a job, which she eventually gave him. So those are revelatory vintages. Uh, we often show 83 and 85 that are really, for me, the epitome of what Chateau Margaux can be. And, and think about how old these wines are now and what that means for for Bordeaux, what it means for Cabernet Sauvignon dominated wines, their ability to gain texture and complexity with 20, 30, 40 years of age. That's what's so stunning to me about it. It's fabulous and it's so funny you said 83. I had the 83 was an epiphany wine for me and that was actually back in 2001 or two. And then recently my folks celebrate their 65th, uh, wait, 50th wedding anniversary. I'm not that old. Um, and I raided Dad's cellar, and I brought out the 85, the 90, the 95, and the 2000 Chateau Margaux from his cellar. Wow. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah, I you on that, huh? Well, no, you really couldn't because, you know, sometimes when you have such beautiful wines in your cellar, you're waiting for those moments, but it's, I ask my friends go down there and pick it because I overthink it. Do you overthink your wines in your cellar? No, I'm pretty freeform. I, I, I want to drink good wine. So I love when people come over and I'm, I'm more than happy to share. For me, when I buy a bottle of wine at that moment, because I buy wine to drink, I don't buy wine as an investment. At the moment that I've purchased that wine, it 
it in that instance has no more monetary value for me. The value in that wine for me is opening it and enjoying it, whether it's with one person or with a group of people. So I don't even think about what the wine costs. I only think about the quality and the pleasure that that wine is going to give. I love it. Well, obviously you don't have any uh, percentage of Chinese in you because <laughs> I know from my growing up that there's always a dollar value equated to some sort of enjoyment. But uh, um, luckily, being successful has allowed me to uh, partake and enjoy without some of those uh, pressures of thinking. Uh, if we want to learn more about Chateau Margaux, where should we go? www.chateau-margaux.com and uh, great history, great pieces on, uh, on the property there. Fantastic. This has been a treat. We haven't seen each other in uh, about four years. Uh, Thomas Burke, Master Sommier, U.S. Ambassador for Chateau Margaux and Pavillon Rouge. Uh, merci beaucoup, enchanté, and thanks again for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. À la prochaine. Awesome.